What elements do you need to have productive days consistently? That's the question I'm exploring this week. Hello and welcome to episode 247 of The Working With Podcast, a podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline and I am your host for this show. Now, one part of the productivity mix that rarely gets talked about is personal maintenance. By that, I don't mean the organising, structuring, apps or systems, but the deeper maintenance areas that are generally neglected, yet in the end have a much bigger impact on your productivity than anything else. For instance, how effective are you when you don't get enough sleep? I know from my own personal experience, if I get less than six hours sleep, my productivity is terrible. I generally can do an hour or two of focused work in the morning, but after that, I find it difficult to focus. I often have to take a nap and my mood and energy levels are low. That's certainly not a great place to be if I have a lot of deadlines to meet. This week's question is about the non-obvious productivity essentials that, when in balance, helps you to stay organised, focused and calm no matter what is thrown at you. So, with that said, it's time for me now to hand you over to the mystery podcast voice for this week's question. This week's question comes from Jenna. Jenna asks... Hi, Carl. I've read a lot of your blog posts and I understand the importance of using a task manager, a calendar and notes. But I often find myself wondering if there is something deeper or bigger that is also important for being productive. Is there something I'm missing? Hi, Jenna. Thanks for your question. Yes, you are right. There is a deeper, more personal part to being more productive than just using task managers and calendars. The task managers and notes apps you choose to use is the sexy part of productivity. Yet really, when it comes to measuring your effectiveness, the tools you use will have very little effect. What will have an effect are less sexy so don't get talked about enough. Let me begin with sleep, as I've already mentioned that. We know that getting a good night's sleep leaves you feeling great. You have more energy through the day, you can focus better, and your mood is positive. According to Matthew Walker, a renowned sleep scientist and author of the book Why We Sleep, get less than six hours sleep, and all sorts of problems will manifest themselves. For instance, a lack of sleep affects your appetite. Your body will tell you you are hungry, when in reality you are not. This will lead you to snack, and more likely snack on the wrong kinds of foods. Donuts, bread, cookies and other sugar-rich foods. Not only does a lack of sleep contribute to weight gain, 
But because of the types of foods we crave when suffering from a lack of sleep, we get the post-meal slump, which leaves us feeling more tired and more unfocused. Then in the evening, when you should be spending some quality time with the people you care about, your mood is not great. You're tired, have a serious lack of energy and will be uncommunicative. Over time, this will put a strain on your relationships, which in turn will result in you being focused on the problems that causes instead of the work that needs to be done. Now, how much sleep you need at a personal level will be different from other people. I know from my own experiments, I need around six and a half to seven hours. Other people need closer to eight. To find out how much sleep you need, you can do a simple experiment. For seven days, sleep with no alarm. Let yourself wake up naturally. This might not be possible when you're working, but it is a great experiment to do when you're on holiday or taking a vacation. Make a note of how many hours sleep you got and then average it out once you have seven straight days of data. That will give you your daily sleep requirement. Once you know your sleep requirement, build that into your daily schedule. For example, I generally need to wake up around 7am and I like to read in bed before going to sleep. So my bedtime is 11.30pm. This way I can read for 30 to 40 minutes before going to sleep. Your sleep time needs to be protected. It's a huge part of being effective every day. So compromise on what you do each day, but never compromise on getting your sleep requirement each day. Next up is physical exercise. Now, we are not talking about going to a gym every day or running every morning. Of course, if that's what you like to do, do it. But exercise really means movement. Human beings are designed to move. We're not designed to sit around all day. So what does this mean? How much movement do we need each day? Well, this is difficult to measure, but for most people, we need to be doing at least 30 minutes walking each day. Those 30 minutes should be strung together. Now, if you are over 35, you need to be doing a little lifting each week too. From around the age of 30, you will be losing between 3 and 8% of your muscle mass each decade, which increases exponentially after 60. That might not sound very much, but over time, this is going to make you weaker and less effective with your daily activities. Again, this doesn't mean you need to be going to a gym, but you can take advantage of cleaning chores. I wash my own car, for example. It has me moving my arms, shoulders, squatting and lifting. I also clean my office twice a week. I will move the chairs, sofa and tables to get the vacuum in, all designed not only to keep my office clean, but to get some movement in. You were designed to move, so move. Another area to look at is your diet. We know what you eat has a huge effect on your health and well-being. Eat a diet rich in processed foods and refined carbohydrates and your health will be declined to a point where your future self will not be spending much time doing activities you enjoy, but rather spending it in and out of hospital. Is that the vision you have for your later years? I seriously hope not. 
What we want is to live an active, healthy life and that involves enough sleep, a little exercise and a good diet. There's a lot written on diet and eating well and I'm certainly no expert in this area. However, my wife and I decided to remove refined carbohydrates from our diet earlier this year and it's been amazing. I no longer feel hungry through the day. My energy levels remain consistent through the day and I feel fantastic. No more headaches, indigestion or fatigue. Now, if you want to learn more about what to eat and when, I would recommend books by Dr. Jason Fung, particularly The Obesity Code and Dr. Mark Hyman. These doctors have done a lot of research into what to eat for optimal health and will open your eyes to how a lot of the food we are eating is damaging our health and well-being. So there are three foundational areas where, with a little attention, we can build a strong support system to our productive ways. Ultimately, you, you will be at your most productive when you're well-rested, physically fit and supported by the right kind of nutrition. However, that takes care of your physical well-being. What about your mental well-being? Something that has gained a lot of attention in recent years. Now, part of the problem here is society has become a lot more do-do-do with little time for rest, rest, rest. However, we need time for ourselves to reset, think and reflect. This does not mean hours spent watching mindless TV shows and escapism. What it means is pursuing activities that bring us joy. For example, doing puzzles, spending 10 minutes a day meditating and reflecting. How can we bring these elements into our lives? Well, create a personal morning routine. You only need 30 minutes, but those 30 minutes are packed with setting you up for an amazing day. To give you an example of a morning routine, I start my day by making coffee. While my coffee is brewing, I do two minutes of stretching. Nothing strenuous, just some light shoulder and core stretching to get my blood flowing. Once my coffee is brewed, I sit down and write my journal for 10 to 20 minutes. This has become one of my favourite times of the day. I get to reflect on how the day went yesterday, capture my thoughts and brainstorm ideas that may have come to me through the night. I end my journal writing by listing out my two objectives for the day. Then my day begins. I'd also recommend you have an evening closing down routine. This does not need to be a lot of time. For me, it's really about deciding what must be done tomorrow and a quick look to see what appointments I have the next day. In all, I would say my closing down routine takes around 5 to 10 minutes. Finally, give yourself 30 minutes or so with the people you love and care about. One thing my wife and I have done pretty much since we began dating over 20 years ago is to chat for at least 30 minutes a day. We both live busy lives, but no matter where we are in the world, we will always have our 30 minutes. We humans are social animals. We need that connection. No matter how busy you are, you will always be able to find 30 minutes or so to connect with the people you love. Make it a part of your day. You will never regret it. So there you go, Jenna. Many of the things I've mentioned here I know is common sense, yet so many people neglect these basic areas. It's why I've written and spoken about designing your 
perfect week. This is where you create a, a blank calendar in your calendar app and populate it with the activities and routines you want to adopt. Doing it this way, you'll surprise yourself how much time you really have. I hope this has helped and thank you so much for your question, Jenna. And thank you to you too for listening. It just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week. <laughs>